Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. Hi, my name is Fiona. I'm going to be doing the reading this evening. Uh, the first reading, there's two tonight, is from Luke 14. And it's from uh, verses 12 to 24. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or relatives, or your rich neighbours. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast of the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I have just got married so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Now the second reading is Revelation 19, 6 to 9. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given for her to wear. Then the angel said to me, Write, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. Thanks, Fiona. Well, good evening, everyone. If we haven't met, my name's John, uh, and I have uh, the blessing and privilege of uh, leading a great bunch of youth leaders uh, that get to disciple teenagers. Now, tonight, we're continuing our series as we look at uh, the means of grace. Uh, What are they? Well, these are the the gifts that God has given us uh, that graciously invite us to experience and participate in the gifts that he's given us. Uh, in the gospel as a disciple of Jesus. 
Now, today we're exploring hospitality as a way in which God meets us in his grace and in a way that he grows us as his people. Now, when I say the word hospitality, what do you think? What's the, what's the thing that you think? Tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to start by talking about what it isn't first, to then think about what hospitality is, to then think about how do we do it, and then come back to, well, how is all of this a means of grace? How do we get to participate and receive grace in and through hospitality? You got me? Yeah, you got me? Yeah, awesome. All right, well, let's get started. Hospitality, what is it? Well, when I think hospitality, I think of the subjects where I learnt how to appropriately defrost beef mints. Um, You might remember moments like this, standing around kitchen tables in the school. We're obviously not talking about that tonight, so if you come here for that, sorry, but we're glad you're here anyway. The next thing that it isn't, well, King George IV, uh, dressed uh, like immaculately, he knew what it was to be a host, right? He, um, he threw the biggest shindig that the people had ever seen. So big uh, that uh, people talked about it even today. And that was because he had just come back from visiting the Grand Duke of Nicholas in Russia. Ooh, la la. Um, and he wanted to celebrate because he'd, he had been there and he, and he wanted to celebrate. And so he came back and he throws this, this massive kind of celebration He hires the best chef, the most expensive chef, uh, to cook no less than 127 different dishes, uh, one of them being a four-foot-tall replica of the Turkish mosque uh, made out of marzipan. So he just knew how to be extravagant, right? Georgie boy, he was so happy that he said this. He said, it's so lovely to be back home where I am truly loved. You see, Prince George felt he was loved because he impressed his guests with a fancy chef who overcated. Now, he thought great hospitality was all about having people that were satisfied, that the host would receive praise for what he had put on, and that flowing from that would come popularity. Well, George thought hospitality was all about entertaining people, about them feeling amazing and being entertained, seeking satisfaction for them, that he would receive praise and that he would be popular. But this is not the hospitality that God holds out for us to participate in. We too can think like Prince George that we need to have, you know, that hospitality is about entertaining, right? That our house is perfect, that the food is delicious and that the conversations, well, they're riveting, right? This is not what we're talking about tonight. So, relax a little because there's still something for us to do. So, that's what it isn't. So, what is biblical hospitality? What is it that we're talking about? Jesus calls us into a different type of hospitality. Biblical hospitality is not entertainment, uh, here is where uh, this week Chris and I, we got to nerd out a little bit. Uh, we got to go back to our original languages of the Bible. So we looked into the Greek and we thought about what is it, this hospitality word, where do we see it? Well, in the New Testament, we don't see it heaps. But every time we see it, well, most of the times we see it, there's these two words that come up. And they are these words, phileo, everyone say phileo, and xenos. 
I almost got it, but that's okay. Um, these are the two words that were, like, every time I looked at it, these were kind of the two words that really came up. This idea of uh, considering someone a friend to love them. And xenos is this idea of a stranger, a foreigner, or someone that you are unacquainted with. And so, literally, it's this idea of receiving the stranger, the foreigner, the unacquainted, the person that you haven't been, had much to do with, and to consider them a friend and love them as a friend. It's to lovingly invite someone in who currently doesn't belong. It's to lovingly invite someone into your everyday life, someone who doesn't belong. It's to invite in the stranger and to love them as a friend. So, as we saw at at the start of today's first passage that Fiona read to us from Luke 14, we're called to invite the stranger in. Look with me at Luke 14, verse 12 to 14. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbours. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the the resurrection of the righteous. So hospitality is about inviting the stranger in, the outsider, and maybe the people that might even make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, and loving them with a love like no other. Jesus calls for radical hospitality. Now, I wonder, did you hear all that kind of language that we've been talking about? We actually get to see the very heart of who God is and the heart of the gospel. This is the why of hospitality. We have been given a generous, undeserved gift. It's essentially showing the grace that we have been shown, that we get to show the same grace that we have received. When we show hospitality, we get to show his generous stranger love, love of the stranger. So, why do we do hospitality? Why do we show hospitality? Well, God is the host with the most, right? If you've got your Bible in front of you, open up with me to Isaiah 55. Here we see the very heart of God as the greatest host as the host with the most. So Isaiah 55, we're going to start at verse 1. Here's what it says. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, Listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not. The unacquainted, right? And nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. 
Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. You see, in those first three verses, a word pops up five times. And it's come. It's that invitation to the thirsty and the poor, to those who will receive the invitation and they will take it and they will come to him. And it's because of Jesus that we are invited to come in. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 reminds us of that. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. It's because of Jesus that we are invited in and we can accept that invitation to come. But you see, it's even more than just a stranger to a friend. We've gone from enemy to family. Hospitality is the very heart of the gospel. So, we've thought about what it isn't and what it is. So, what do I do? You might notice um, I haven't said anything about you having to have a meal at someone's place. Uh, That's because biblical hospitality is not just about food. It's not uh, solely about food. It's about the invitation to come. It's the xenos to fill us, the, the stranger to friend. So, you can show hospitality to people, not just through having them over for dinner. You can show hospitality, showing the stranger love, the love of the stranger, in many different ways. Love the stranger by inviting them into your everyday life. So, one of the ways is, as people walk in uh, to church on a Sunday night, you might see someone that you've never seen before. Invite them to sit right next to you. And, and, and start a conversation with them. What about the guy at, at school or at work who um, doesn't seem to have heaps of friends? Well, at lunchtime, invite them to come and sit with you and invite them into your everyday life and relate with them. Now, while biblical hospitality isn't just about food, food is an amazing way to show hospitality to the stranger. Welcome someone into your life and provide them with free food is an amazing way to love people. I know that for sure because I love food. Um, But think about it. Most people have two or three meals a day. Um, If you're not, start eating more. Um, But two or three meals a day and that means that in your week you have somewhere between 14 and 21 meals and that's not counting the cups of tea and coffee between those meals. So you have many opportunities to just simply invite one or two people into one or two of those, those meals. Invite them into your everyday life because, uh, you see, that's not a too costly thing to do to invite them into those, but it could massively impact those people that you invite into your everyday life. So, who could you share a meal with next week with? Who could you share a meal with? Is there someone at work that you could invite out for coffee after work on the way home? Or is there a neighbour who you could invite over for pizza next Saturday night? Or maybe even there's someone in your small group who you know who uh, comes straight from work to community group and they don't really get time to have food. Uh, There's not just quite enough time. Well, invite them over to your place, cook them a meal, give them a meal and then go to community group with them. These are just small ways that we can show hospitality to those people that are maybe not yet 
our friend or our loved one. These are all small changes to your everyday that you can put in. So that uh, in that, people get to experience for themselves what, is, what God is like. How generous, kind and full of love he is. To experience his grace, to know his heart and to know his love. I want to share a time, uh, you see, I was uh, in Fiji a bunch of years ago and we were visiting a slum uh, which lots of people would move from the country to the city to try and get work uh, and when they got there, they didn't have enough money to buy a house or to rent. So what they would do is they would just have a makeshift house. They'd build it out of whatever they could find. And so we'd entered this slum and we were walking uh, in and it started to come to like a tidal area where it was really muddy and they'd uh, put these paths on stilts and the paths were made out of like bits of wood and uh, corrugated iron and whatever they could find. And we went on this path and this man, uh, Joseph, he invited us into his home. Now his home uh, was probably not much bigger than kind of this area, right? And it was two rooms that were separated by one little bit of wall made out of bits of cardboard and, and whatever he could find. And as we sat there uh, and he invited us in, he offered us food, food that like he didn't have much of. And we got to know him and his wife and they had two kids as well, we didn't get to meet them. And he shared about his love of God and what God had done for him. And as we left that place, uh, Joseph said to us, he said, oh, if you guys are ever in Suva, please come back. Uh, You can take our bed. That is, they had one bed for the four of them that they would share. Now that is radical hospitality, right? And we have, we have so much more. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that we can say about that. But we're talking about biblical hospitality as a means of grace. And so for Joseph, how was that an opportunity for him to experience and, and participate in the grace that he had been shown in God? when he would give up so much for someone like me? How did he experience grace in such a costly form of hospitality? Because, you see, hospitality is costly. It costs us energy and time and money and at times it may be even a bit uncomfortable. So hospitality, how is it a means of grace? Well, I want to suggest that when we show his love, we get to know his love even more. And so we're going to finish with these last two things. That when we show his love, we get to know his love more. And that is because we get a taste. We get a taste of two things. We get a taste of the gospel and a taste of what is to come. So we're going to look at the first one, which is a taste of the gospel. What do I mean? Well, it's in reflecting the love that we have been shown as a Christian. In reflecting that same love that we have been shown, we get to know that love even deeper. That is, the way that I'm loving this person here, well, that's the same way that I've been loved. I didn't belong. I was an outsider. I was a stranger. I was a foreigner. I was even an enemy. Colossians 1.21 says this, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds 
because of your evil behaviour. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight. I was an outsider, but I've been brought in. And when I participate in generous biblical hospitality, I get reminded of just how incredibly I have been loved and welcomed in to God's family. From Senos to Philos, from stranger to friend. So when we show hospitality, we get a taste of the very gospel that we have received. So we get a taste of the gospel and we get a taste of what is to come. And that we see in Revelation 19, what we saw tonight. When we show hospitality, we get a taste of the great banquet that is to come. Revelation 19, as, as the multitude was shouting, they shouted, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. And then the angel said to him, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And when we participate in this generous hospitality, we get a glimpse of what it will be like to sit at that table with people from all tribes, nations and tongues, of all kinds of social backgrounds and economic backgrounds. We will be sitting at a table with a multitude of people that are praising the same God. How good is that? So, invite the stranger in. Invite them into your life so that you might get a taste of what is to come, what is yours in Christ. Well, I want to finish. Uh, I was going to play the whole song, but we'd be here for a little while. Um, There's this great song from a a band, a Christian rock band in the 90s, um, Paul Comentrio, anyone? Yes. Oh, good. They were an Aussie band, Trio, um, and uh, anyway, they have this—they have this three-part song. It's like three songs, one after the other, and they're called—it's called the banquet table, part one, part two, and part three. Um, and, and part one, it starts uh, with—I'm going to read some of the lyrics to you. It's—it's it's this journey of the writer going from this place of feeling like he had earned his place at the table. Okay, so I'm going to read the, those lyrics to you now. It starts with Jesus saying, "Welcome, my friends, to the banquet table." All of my friends, please gather round. And then this is his reflection. So I took a look around to see who he invited tonight. And I saw the banquet host, uh, sorry, and I noticed she was one of those who sold her body to the night. I saw the banquet host rise and hold this woman close. And I felt my anger burn. How was she invited here tonight? Notice me here at the banquet table in my rightful place. This is my time. Here I am. And I saw a little man climbing on his chair so he he was heard. And I noticed he was one who'd rob you blind for all that you were worth. And I saw the banquet host rise and fill his empty glass. Is there a single shred of justice at this table here tonight? And then he finishes the song later with these words. And suddenly I felt my eyes pouring tears on me of liberty. And I realised I was one who needed love and set him free. My brother here, my sister there, and the banquet host, his empty chair. Forgiveness came and sweet relief. And then I saw why he invited me tonight. 
see what you've been given? See what you've received in Christ, this great banquet, that you are invited, forgiven. How good. You want a taste of the gospel that you've received? Well, invite the stranger in. You want a, you want a taste of what is to come? Invite the stranger into your life, everyday life. Show hospitality. Let's be a church that shows generous biblical hospitality, that we might show his love, and as we do, we'll get to know his love. Let me pray. Uh, Jesus, we give you thanks that your life, everything that you did, it opened up a way for us to be invited to sit at this table, not because we deserved it. And Lord, we pray that you give us boldness and courage to be people of biblical hospitality, people who will invite the unacquainted, the stranger, the people that we have not yet met, invite them into our everyday life, invite them into our church, invite them into our homes, invite them into the coffee shop after work so that they may see and they may know the love that you have shown us. Lord, we give you thanks that you work in mighty ways and we pray that you would work in us that we might be a people of grace as we invite people in. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.